Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Wiki Shuffle. Uh, what do we do again? You say that and then you say who we are and then we say hello and then. You oh carry yeah, on. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm Jack. This is Chris. Hello. And here's Phil. Hello. And uh, we have some more wonderful world of Wikipedia ramblings for you later on. Um, we are going to be pressing the random article button as always and talking about whatever comes up. Um, first off, we've had a few tweets this week. Just wanted to run through those quickly. Uh, Maya Brooker says that she is loving Jack's smooth voice. Uh, Do you have any comments on that, guys? Yeah, thanks, Maya. That's um, yeah. appreciated because it's obviously a, a, an insult to yeah to Chris and I. <laughs> yeah, our voices obviously don't carry the same sort of tones. No, yeah. of course not. And They're not sm- silky smooth. No, <sighs> smooth isn't necessarily desirable. That's the way I'd go at it. From I hear smooth, I think baby shit. That's yeah. that's what I'm thinking. I'm very smooth, you know. It's got the consistency, but it's not pleasant. <laughs> I was and thinking I think more, that's what she means. Hmm. I was thinking more like a really nice glass of wine or galaxy chocolate, something like that. No. Baby Just shit goes down nicely. Okay, fine. See, the problem as well is the only things you tend to talk about are like paedophiles and <laughs> really disgusting tragedies. So, yeah. The ladies love it. Uh, this comes just a few weeks after Hughes 86 from Twitter. His wife said, I can't remember the exact quote, but I think it was something like he has the sexiest voice I've ever heard. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was similar. Uh, so thanks, ladies. I am a happily taken man, but, um, you know, former Q. Might get around to you. See, that's, that doesn't sound smooth to me. That sounds horrible. CD. CD. Mm-hmm. Yep. Smooth and seedy. Um, the other thing we've had on Twitter is a deluge of people telling us um, how the names of American TV and radio stations get their names. Oh, thank you. For oh, this. yeah, I'd forgotten about that because of all the sexy voice stuff. But yeah, that's quite important. I don't know if I'd say it's important, but it um, was to it me because answered. it was so, driving me mental. So, Chris, would you like to talk us through why they have their names? So, oh, see, I've forgotten. <laughs> the it's look in some, your eyes there. <laughs> the panic. Oh, I um, didn't read it right, out thoroughly. <laughs> it's something to do with where they are in a river. <laughs> it's absolutely nothing to do with that. <laughs> I don't remember data very well. I remember reading it at the time and was pleased. That's my belly. <laughs> not, Is it? I've not eaten since 10 o'clock this morning. I thought that was water pipes or something. <laughs> pipes? Well, not pipes. <laughs> <laughs> It's to do with telegrams. It's quite boring, actually, isn't it? I didn't say it wasn't boring, but we asked for it, we got it, we should show our gratitude. I've got telegrams confused with rivers. (laughs) Easily done. (laughs) When you're 100 years old, the Queen sends you a river. (laughs) 
1912, several countries attended a conference centred on the subject of international radio telegraphs. One of the biggest things to come out of this gathering was the assignment of certain letters to certain countries to identify their radio and television signals. America was, was given W, K, N and A. N and A were chosen for military use, while W and K were designated specifically for commercial use, with stations east of the Mississippi River required to start their call names with W and stations west of the Mississippi required to start their call names with a K. So that was 1912, so that's 103 years ago. Grow up, America. (laughs) Right, we need to stop insulting the Americans that listen to this. I think they like it. Do you think? I think they like it. It's a punishment. Yeah. I think it's time. It's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Should we do some wiki shuffling? Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. National Bingo Night, the US game show. Ooh, I love a bit of bingo. Ah, National Bingo Night is an American <laughs> game show hosted by Ed Sanders, which premiered on ABC on May 18th, 2007 with a six-episode order. Sanders is known for his work on another ABC show, Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Chris, since when have you liked bingo? Um, I just like the, I've never been, I just like the idea of it. You just get together. You like the idea of bingo? Yeah. But you've never been. Is it, be- is it because of the clientele? <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe that's it's the old it is. women, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> I'm more curious about Extreme Makeover, the home edition. Are you not familiar with Extreme Makeover? Is that Makeover? not it's just what it's called? What's, why is it the home edition? Because it... you're making over your home. Oh, I thought <laughs> I thought it was like making over your face, but like on a mountain or something. You know, like Extreme Makeover. <laughs> what? <laughs> on a mountain? Well, that's what I thought. Because it was, why is it the home edition? Because if you're going to have a makeover, it just needs to be called Extreme Makeover. So why the home edition? If it's not about Extreme. Do you want to continue reading the article, Phil? (laughs) The game is an interactive experience for both the studio audience and viewers at home. On NBN, which is National Bingo Night, NBN for fans, members of the studio audience attempted to win a game of bingo while competing with a solo studio contestant. For Bingo America, it is played as a straight general knowledge quiz format with two players and a home viewer bingo game within. Home viewers play along with a pre-printed game card that are available from network websites just before each episode airs and are eligible to win prizes. That's a fun idea. Is it? Yeah, interactive, isn't it? And this red button. Just Yeah, this was in that horrible moment of history where they were just sort of getting onto the idea of interactive stuff. Yeah. But the internet hadn't really... Well, I mean, it was 2007, so it had, but maybe internet bingo hadn't quite taken off at that point. Do you remember that thing, right? Um, oh, this is going to sound like maybe one of those things that I've dreamt, where <laughs> the BBC did a night where they got, like, a smelling card, and you had to scratch... I think it was for children in need, and a little thing would pop up on the screen, and you'd scratch it, and it would. you'd have to smell it. Oh, yeah, and it was it was on a mountain. No, it wasn't on a mountain. <laughs> yes, remember? yeah, like the smell-o-vision night, yeah. Yeah, it's real. I remember it? that, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, Sometimes you make me feel like I'm losing my mind. (laughs) I can see why you'd think that was something you'd dreamt. It is a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember, vaguely remember that. Yeah. But that was was when we were kids, though, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, television for a long time was desperate to be interactive. Mm. And it, I think it predated this by quite some while. Do you remember those early computer games that they used to have on, on Saturday morning TV where the caller would phone up and direct the oh, yes. direct the character? Not Nightmare, no, it was less than that. They would literally shout left and right mm-hmm. at the at the controller and they would make the sprite move. That sounds dreadful. It sounds like that Pokemon thing you were talking about the other week, the live Twitch thing. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, quite like that, really. This was the same sort of area where we you suddenly got a lot of uh, DVD versions of board games popping up. Oh, it's a... so stick a DVD in, and no, it just didn't work. <laughs> it's not right, and I'm glad that's died off now. It was a period of history where the phrase that everybody would use in every context of every program was "get involved." They yeah. still do that now. Uh, that's what Twitter that's, is. That's, that's, people still saying "get involved." That makes people my say that skin now. crawl. If you watch this morning, everybody's got to get involved. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've said get involved about this podcast before. <laughs> uh, hashtag. But so everybody hashtag get do, involved. do get involved with um, WikiShuffle, obviously. Yeah. We're the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag WikiShuffle. That is an actual hashtag you can use. Is it? <laughs> oh, we have used that, actually, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The show was expected to return for a five-episode run during the week of December 17th, 2007, but on November 13th, ABC decided to replace it instead with its new game show, Duel. In 2008, the show was cancelled and was afterwards shopped to other networks. Eventually, GSN acquired the rights to the game and it was repackaged into a a five-day-a-week, 30-minute version with the modifications listed below. Cool. What a teaser that is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, each hour-long episode of NBM was divided into three games, red, white, and blue. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we get it, America. <laughs> I thought we were being nice to the Americans today. <laughs> I've gone off that idea. It got eagles in it. Probably it got <laughs> yeah. eagles in it. Now it's time for the eagle game. <laughs> <laughs> Only cards with the correct designation were eligible to win prizes. Unlike the audience members, studio contestants did not actually have a bingo card. Instead, they participated in stunt games. During these games, they took guesses on what the next ball to be drawn from an oversized bingo drum will be. Generally, this took the form of odd or even, red or black numbers, originally red or black decals on the balls, or whether the next number is higher or lower than the previous one. It's like an even more redundant deal or no deal. And that's really saying something. That doesn't sound possible. You, you, you have to admit, though, when Deal and Deal first came on, you were just as involved as everyone else. Like you oh, I got a involved. Millionaire. I got involved big time. Yeah, the week I went to see Deal and Deal being being filmed. I, I bet you did. I, you know what? In my head, I've, I thought that's something you would do. <laughs> it was a great day out. <laughs> <laughs> went Watching down to went down to Bristol. Randoms went into a, in the church. Yeah, and it was um, it was before all that church stuff. It did sound a bit culty, didn't it? Yeah, this was it was like probably the first year it was on uh, but the woman won 50,000 so that was nice mm. got to share bask in that moment of glory but really you wanted them to win nothing uh, no I'm a nice person so I'm a nice person with a smooth voice and if you can't accept that <laughs> we've got problems I'm having difficulty accepting that <laughs> On at least two occasions the stunt was to draw balls that contained a certain number such as five fives a high five drawing g55 would count for two fives or four nines baseball (laughs) (laughs) that's number wang (laughs) 
if the contestant successfully completes the stunt before anyone in the studio, studio audience gets a bingo, the contestant wins one of various prizes. If not, then an audience member wins $5,000 or a prize the studio contestant failed to win on at least one occasion. In the event that the in-studio contestant completes their game and an audience member gets a bingo, only the audience member wins. All, win the, all games were winner-takes-all. Non-winning contestants receive nothing. I don't understand the rules of this game. No, I don't. No, I've listened, I don't, but I don't, I don't feel like they did. It sounds like they were changing it every two seconds. And then... Um, Bingo America. The format was later retooled as Bingo America and aired new episodes on GSN from the March the 31st, 2008 to January 2nd, 2009... In the new format, the two contestants competed on each show for a top prize of $100,000. The new version also included an at-home element in which viewers had the chance to win prizes. The um, the GSN, that's the Game Show Network. Ah. So they're the only network that bothered picking up this piece of trash. Um, and it seems that the GSN network... Well, sorry, just the, the GS network, I guess. It's a pin number type deal there. Um Oh, don't get uh, me started on tautology and acronyms. That drives me mad. Tautology and acronyms? That's TNA, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so GSN is um, has several sister channels, some of which we'll, we'll know from UK TV. It has SCUS, oh, which the rock, just sounds the rock channel. disgusting. Yeah, I've SCUSed all over the place. SCUS. Um, yeah. Tiny Pop. Do we have Tiny Pop? It sounds familiar. I think it's a kids' channel. Tiny Pop. Or a kids' music channel. Yeah, probably. Uh, and the world-famous Movies for Men. Oh, yeah. Chris, I bet you've watched a lot of Movies for Men in yeah, your time. Yeah, of course. Of course I have. No, I've seen Movies for Men is just a channel that shows, like, westerns and, like, two-hour shots of cars driving down motorways. And um, they're in my interest. Some, some highly erotic <laughs> thrillers as well, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's a so, lot of that yeah. interspersed with segments on checking yourself for testicular cancer. Yeah, and adverts for razor blades. <laughs> it's like your ideal channel. <laughs> well, I will not be searching that up on YouTube. No, me neither. But good luck, Ed Sanders. Oh, he looks very different to what I imagined, and he's English. Hang on, Ed. What? It's Eddie from Dream Team. What the fuck? Right. So in in the UK. If you're not familiar, we had a series called Dream Team on Sky One many years ago, which which followed a, a soccer team. Um, Did they have a purple kit? They had a purple kit, yeah, Harchester United. Oh, um, just a fictional soccer team, and it followed the trials and tribulations of them. You know, players would die every season. It was, it was terrible. I loved it. <laughs> um, and Eddie Moliano from Dream Team, one of their best players, it has gone on to host National Bingo Night in the US. And this is amazing. <laughs> I don't understand how this happens. And he's also listed on Wikipedia as Ed Sanders, open brackets, television carpenter, close brackets. <laughs> <laughs> the world's first television carpenter. We've been screaming for one for so long, and finally we've got one. I think that Handy Andy would take issue with that That's claim. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> he seems to have done Dream Team. Then he did Rise, which was a terrible uh, breakfast big, TV. Yeah, yeah big breakfast replaced with breakfast. Uh, he did the Fear Factor in the UK, 
And then he moved to the US and did Extreme Makeover. But listen to this. In 2004, Sanders moved to the US with his wife and son. He was hired to work as a carpenter and designer on Extreme Makeover Home Edition, where he was severely injured, slicing through his hand, nearly severing his thumb. After months of surgery and therapy, he returned to the show. Ouch. This is incredible. He's lived a whole life and I didn't know anything about it. He was great on Dream Team. You, I can't go over this. More about Dream Team than I do. I get Dream Team confused with Footballer's Wife. No, Footballer's Wife sucked. I'm, I see. I've, I don't remember watching any of them. A bit of Footballer's Wife, and I can imagine that was more, just yeah, more fun. No. Okay. No, because Dream Team, you had um, Alison King, who is now Carla Connor from Coronation Street. I don't watch Coronation Street. Well, oh, is the, is she's it, great. Is she the dark haired one that owns a necker factory? Yeah. The alcoholic who owns the Nicker factory. <laughs> um, and she is, uh, she's great. She was the chairman. She was in it the whole way through. She was really good value. Um, and you also had uh, Paul Robinson from Neighbours turned up for a few years as well. I remember him. You know, the kind of casting that mm. it was just inspired. I would love to just talk about Dream Team for but The thing is, you'll be talking hours. to yourself because we have no, nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing to give. I know they wore a purple shirt. That's about it. You would know that. You're obsessed with purple. You're like fucking Marie from Breaking Bad. You're totally <laughs> besotted by the colour purple. It's, it's, it's not, I'm not mental. It, it's just if I, if I want to choose a colour, it's my favourite colour. This is really weird because I've been thinking about Dream Team this week because I started that. Still, I started, still, still on Dream Team. <laughs> still on Dream Team. Because I started Friday Night Lights this week. I was yeah. thinking, oh, this is kind of just the American version of Dream Team. American football. Uh, and then nearly... Dream Team pops up on our podcast. We were talking about Friday Night Lights earlier and you'd nearly convinced me that I might want to give it a watch. <laughs> I've changed my mind completely now. No, no, there's no explosions in Friday Night Lights, or at least not yet. It might go down that route. During my time watching Dream Team, there was three end-of-season cr- uh, cliffhangers where the, the team bus crashed and everyone <laughs> on board died <laughs> on three separate occasions. Ethelred of Wessex. Nope. King, no, really? I've heard the name, but I he's, don't know. He's my favourite Ethelred. No. No, I don't really know any other Ethelreds, to be honest. <laughs> well, the other Ethelred that you shouldn't confuse Ethelred of Wessex with is the later King of England, Ethelred the Unready, which is a much better name for a king. Maybe yeah. that's who I'm thinking of as well. That's yeah. the, I think that's what the name I recognised was. Ethelred... Has got one of those A's linked to an E at the front of it, which I like. I'd be tempted hmm. to name my child Ethelred. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't come as a surprise to me, to be honest. What is that <laughs> called, the AE thing? I'm not sure. Is it um, Danish? While you're finding that out, I'll read a little bit about Ethelred of Wessex. King Ethelred I, sometimes referred to as Ethelred, which means noble council. Oh no, sorry, sometimes referred to as Ethered meaning noble council, was king of Wessex from 865 to 871. He was the fourth son of King Airwolf... Ethelwolf. Airwolf. That's exactly right. Where you were going. <laughs> yeah, helicopters. It's all about the helicopters. King Airwolf. He was the, he was the fourth son of King Ethelwolf of Wessex. Um, he succeeded his brother, Ethelbert, That's king of good. Wessex and Kent in 865. Yeah, you would go for Ethelwolf rather than Bert, wouldn't you? Uh, so AE is a grapheme named Ash. Um, yeah, it's just a Latin thing. And it's, it's been promoted to a f- uh, the full status of a letter 
in some languages, including Danish, Norwegian, Icelandic, and Faroese. I forget that the Faroe Islands has the old its own English language. Lang- Latin alphabet. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Because there's only a hundred thousand of them, I think, at uh, most. Not even that. Many. I, I'd, yeah. I'd like to go because it's, it's Danish, isn't it? But it's in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Mm. Um, yeah, let's take a podcast trip to the Faroe Isles. I mean, we didn't even go to Rutland when we said we would go to Rutland, <laughs> oh, so I don't think we're going to get as Rutland far thing, as Faroe um, I looked that up, but that didn't happen. It didn't. Didn't it? No, it happened once in, like, oh, okay. 2012. So we would have just turned up to Rutland like, for sausages. Uh, we found them. <laughs> I think they do have sausages in Rutland. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Ethelred of Wessex, early life. In 853, his younger brother Alfred went to Rome, and according to contemporary references in the Liber Vitae of San Salvatore Brescia, uh, Ethelred accompanied him. His first, he, fir- he first witnessed his father's charters as an ethel- etheling. When did you first witness your father's charters? As, as an etheling. I, don't know, I need to know what that means. That links you to ampersand. Is well, that that's right? not right. That isn't right. It's got nothing to do with an ampersand, or I wouldn't have thought. Oh, we've broken Wikipedia. I would love it if we'd landed on ampersand. I love a good ampersand. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Though they're just really pleasing. You know when you write on one and you just nail it. Oh, they are a good. Feels so good. Good to write. I do enjoy that. Like a treble clef, that's quite a nice one to write as well. Mm, yeah. With big, big oh, I, I can't do I that anymore. That I, could. I learned how oh. to do a treble clef to, at school and it, it's gone. Is it gone? I can't do it anymore. Oh, that's a good one. I can still do it. He first witnessed his father's charters as an etherling in 854 and kept this title until he succeeded to the throne in 865. He may have acted as an under king as early as 862, and in 862 and 863 he issued charters as King of the West Saxons. It's weird reading out years when they haven't got enough numbers in them. Mm. <laughs> in the same year as Ethelred's succession as king, a great Viking army arrived in England, and within five years they had destroyed two of the principal English kingdoms, Northumbria and East Anglia. In 868, Ethelred's brother-in-law, Burgard King of Mercia... A... Burgard King? <laughs> Sorry. Burgard King of Mercia. Burgred? Burgred? Burgard? But Burgred, it's probably Burgred, King of Mercia, appealed to him for help against the Vikings. Ethelred and his brother, the future Alfred the Great, led a West Saxon army to Nottingham, but there was no decisive battle and Burgred bought off the Vikings. In 874, the Vikings defeated Burgred and drove him into exile. So you pay them off and then 10 years later they come back and they get rid of you anyway. (laughs) That's a shame. In 870, the Vikings turned their attention to Wessex, and on 4th of January 871, at the Battle of Reading, Ethelred suffered a heavy defeat. Although he was able to reform his army in time to win a victory at the Battle of Ashdown, he suffered further defeats on 22nd of January at Basing and 22nd of March at Myrton. In about 867, Ethelred effectively established a common currency between Wessex and Mercia by adopting the Mercian type of lunette penny, and coins minted exclusively at London and Canterbury then circulated in the two kingdoms. Ethelred died shortly after Easter 871 and is buried at Wimborne Minster in Dorset. He was succeeded by his younger brother, Alfred the Great. Why did we not land on Alfred the Great? Now there's a king. There the name would suggest that he got up to a bit more noteworthy stuff. 
I've just clicked, and his his Wikipedia article is huge. It goes on forever. <laughs> oh, we're practically at the end of Ethelred's. Poor Ethelred. Yeah, he was a shite king. Well, let's learn a little bit about his family. His wife was probably called Wolfrith. That's a good name. That's it. Ethelred and Wolfrith. Yeah. A charter of 868 refers to Wolfrith Regina. It was rare in 9th century Wessex for the king. <laughs> really? Oh as soon as you said the word Regina, me and Chris just looked at each other like the five year olds that we are. To be expected. It, it sounds like Regina, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was rare in 9th century Wessex for the king's wife to be given the title queen, and it is only definitive. It is only definitely known to have been given to Ethelwulf's second wife, Judith of Flanders. Okay. He had two known <laughs> sons, Ethelhelm and Ethelwold. <laughs> e- Ethelwold disputed the throne with Edward the Elder after Alfred's death in 899. <clears throat> Ethelred's descendants include the 10th century historian Ethelweird and Ethelnorth. <laughs> <laughs> An 11th century Archbishop of Canterbury. So they were all called Ethel. Which one was the first one to go? Oh, can, we, can we start up with this? Ethel? Just John. John's <laughs> mine. Uh, oh. So two questions. One, who's your favourite UK monarch of all time? And two, what's the monarchy all about? <laughs> Bollocks, isn't it? Do you like the no? Do you like the Queen, Chris? Um, no. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't have a favourite. You don't know? Surely Henry VIII. Oh, he's all right, me. All right, he's it's my idol. He's your idol. Yeah. <laughs> just eat everything in sight. Mm. Start religions just because they he didn't agree with what the the one he followed was. Oh, and the glorious, glorious wife killing. Yeah, wife killing. <laughs> Apparently, he completely stank. He was like disgusting. Awesome, awesome guy. I'm not sure that we're playing to the same criteria. <laughs> <laughs> like you've never wanted to kill a woman, Phil. Oh, here we go. Again, <laughs> does that sound sexy to anyone? <laughs> Smooth. I could replace... Um, Ted Graham. Bundy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I could replace Graham Torrington on Late Night Love. No, because that's my dream job. Yeah, but you haven't got the smooth voice. No, I can try. Hello, and this is Jack Stewart. Welcome to Late Night Love. Sounds murderous. Is it murderous or is it sexy? No, it's not sexy. And the two aren't always entwined. You seem to think they are. <laughs> I, I don't think it's murderous. I don't think it's anywhere near murderous. <laughs> it's sexy. It's smooth. I'm sorry. I can't help it. I'm just giving the people what they want. All right. Graham Torrington's Late Night Love. That's a pretty niche reference, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very niche reference. It's a bit of a tangent. How have we got... Sorry. <laughs> Ethel Red to Graham Torrington. I don't picture either of you as being the key demographic for that show. We were very young when this... Yeah, it was... Oh, he's got a Wikipedia article. Okay. Really? I would have thought you would have put that perfect for me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> on reflection. Uh, he was on at 10pm to 1am on Sundays to Thursdays. And yeah, he would talk about... Uh, just get called in about love you know this is... people say oh I'm sleeping with my husband's brother yeah. what do I do Graham and Graham would just tell him use his silky smooth voice to tell him what's well, wrong not even just advice sometimes you just get um, this is a message for Tracy from, yeah. from Barry at the local bus depot he'll be home shortly would you like anything from the garage <laughs> and here's Simply Red 
Uh, so, favourite king or queen, Phil? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Can I? Surely the answer to the second question is the one that is more important, which is why and why. That's not. That's just repeating why, the question. See, I'm isn't always it? I'm always keen to make sure that anyone that doesn't live in the UK knows that we don't all support the monarchy and we don't all support our government. Just because it's kind of it's kind of easy to get into that that yeah. thinking where you think, oh, bloody Americans with their guns, they all love it, but they don't. Yeah. There's a lot that don't. So Not it's the way like, when you see any <laughs> any American um, news and stuff. Whenever anything happens here, the Queen, Princess Kate. How much we love Princess Kate. Oh, I do kind of love Princess Kate. And the posters are all over our wall, and they're, they're our equivalent of NSYNC. <laughs> NSYNC, really. I don't know why I went for NSYNC. Because <laughs> that's whose posters you've got all over your wall. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> At least we don't have Donald Trump running for presidency here. Is that still happening? Yeah, that's happening. That's actually happening. It's going to be a Clinton, a Bush, or a Trump in the White House. President Trump. President Trump. Sounds like a kids' TV character. <laughs> President Trump. <laughs> no, no, no. The, white, the flag will go up over the White House. He's, he's too preposterous a character to expect children to believe but, it. But so is Boris Johnson. Maybe the monarchy's all right, actually. <laughs> On reflection, given that people can't be trusted with their votes, no. maybe we ought to just have some have it decided in advance. Yeah, yeah. The, the system seems okay, actually. I've changed my it's mind. That brilliant picture of Boris Johnson, which everyone remembers, and it's ingrained in our brain. And we're on that zip line, and there's two little flags, mm-hmm. <laughs> and his legs sticking out. I can't get it out of my head. It's the best picture. It's probably my favourite picture. <laughs> <laughs> you did a mental review of all the pictures you've ever seen and that one came out top that's good yeah um yeah well i'm sure ethel would be delighted if he knew that one day his his work and life would inspire such a conversation about <laughs> boris johnson's knackers <laughs> that's great there's an image of a silver penny with ethelred's um oh, face no, on nobody it. cares about ethelred <laughs> Is a bit of a looker. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, if you like two D badly <laughs> drawn men. Yeah, that's how I like them. <laughs> and there we have it. Episode fifteen of Wiki Shuffle done and dusted. Uh, I've been your smooth host. Smooth, still smooth. Jack Smooth. What's my name? Jack Smooth. <laughs> Disapproving. Baby poo. Leave me alone. Yeah, wikishuffle.co.uk, wikishuffle pod on Twitter, all that stuff. What else? Wikishuffle. What? Email? Podcast? Something like that. Email Mm. us. Do it. That wasn't as helpful as it might have been. And you know, if anyone would like to compliment any other members of the team, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Say nice things to us. Saying that, there are other members of the team. I do have to say. Um, I am quite quiet on Twitter. I, I probably shouldn't be. I, I tend to just ignore things. I don't mean to. Uh, if you were noisier on Twitter, people would find you smoother. Mm, is that how it works? Is that the cause and effect you're trying to... Yeah. yeah okay. I'd be noisier. That's what you are. You're, you're a constant noise. Like a drone. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, I know what I wanted to add at the end of this week's episode. Just how distressed I am at the news that Top Gear is going to be more inclusive than we are. In that it's going to have yeah. more diversity in its hosting lineup than we've managed. What, three white dudes? What's the problem with three that? Three white dudes <sighs> in a sweaty room. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about stuff we find on the internet. 
<laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with that. And the idea of Top Gear, Top Gear bit suddenly being inclusive just because it's got a woman on there um, is but, bullshit anyway, uh, because you know it'll still be a, rec- a racist, sexist, awful piece of shit. And I realised that a lot of people enjoy Top Gear, so this is probably not yeah. the best thing to have a go at on, on I air. Don't, but... I, don't, I don't know. See, everybody hates Chris Evans. I don't mind him that much. He's okay. Right. He's just a bit lame, isn't he, these He doesn't days. come across as... Um, Annoyingly obnoxious as Jeremy Clarkson. No, it might get a lot of people back in. It will lose a lot of its old fans, but to be honest, I'd quite happily for them all jump off a cliff. Yeah, if they, yeah, exactly. Such a uh, shame uh, that Richard Hammond didn't die. <laughs> wow, <laughs> <laughs> that definitely. Right, yeah, I can say that. That definitely changed him, didn't it? It did, yeah. When yeah. you see him on like Total Wipeout and stuff, his hair got longer. He started wearing leather jackets and beads, like he came back off yeah. a gap year. But he hadn't. He's come back from hospital. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So, Top Gear. That's where we're leaving it today. (laughs) We're worse than Top Gear. Uh, And just a little reminder that not all of our um, wiki shuffles make it onto the show. A lot of them, we just send out a tweet um, each day at 4.45. Phil, you have missed a few days. I've week. missed two days in a row. I'm very sorry. Yeah, you I should will be. pull my finger out. Good. Shame. My proverbial Shame. finger. <laughs> Shame. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Join us again next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm